It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Coming to you from the heart of Silicon Valley, this is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda, AHL affiliate of the San Jose Sharks. Now, here's your host, Nick Nolenberger. The Barracuda dropped the puck on the 2021-22 season on Sunday in Bakersfield. Despite outshooting the Pacific Division defending champions in each and every period and outshooting of 34-15 in the game, it was the Stuart Skinner show. Skinner led the AHL last year with 20 wins and proved once again he's one of the league's best. Former UMass Amherst Ford skates it down the wing, spots a man magnet, his shot, that's a good glove save by Stuart Skinner aggressively to the top of the crease. Rister from the right side, tip just wide, corralled by Leonard, lofted ahead, could be a break opportunity, here comes Nick Merkley, all alone works in, and the save is made and kicked away by Stuart Skinner. It was dribbling through Skinner's pads as he started to fall down, he located it and just kicked it away with a right pad and out of harm's way. Here comes Alt down the wing. Put towards the net. Six save by Stuart Skinner. The puck is loose. He has no idea where it is. It was loose and charging towards the net from the left post, or left point rather, was Raska. It was a foot raise before Stuart Skinner realized where it was. At the absolute final moment, Skinner turns to his right just as Raska was bearing in on the goal center. And he was able to run into Raska just enough to impede his movement up ice, not allow him to get the shot off. And then Raska goes dangerously hard into the post. Now Ryan Merkley, cross-side stump into the left corner. Skinner comes out to the play of the puck. Nima Lina will scoop it up off of the goaltender's stick. Guided along for Brad Malone, the one-time Colorado Avalanche forward. And now Hope walks a quick hitter in transition. Hope walks, works to the forehand. Oh, what a stop by Skinner. Skinner came over and turned it aside with a blocker. Ryan Merkley on the left point. Spins it along for Shemolaski. Works towards it out. One-timer there by Leonard. And it's snatched out of midair by the catching glove of Skinner. Skinner comes out of his net. Turns it over for Merkley. And an open four by six. And the puck was blocked by Brasseau. Sunday marked the AHL debut of four different Barracuda players. Forward Adam Raska and defenseman Artemi Kinyazev, Nick Chichek, and Montana Anyabuchi. While those four young players are just beginning their career, it marked the start of another campaign for head coach Roy Sommer, who sits just 12 wins away from 800 in his career. Here was the Oakland native on embarking on another season and what brings him back year after year. I think the, the biggest thing is like working with young people. They're all enthusiastic. Very seldom do you get a kid that doesn't want to get better, doesn't want to make it to the NHL. and. You know, when you get that opportunity to tell them, hey, you know what, your family, they got up at six in the morning, drove you all over the place. Some of them spent thousands of dollars on these AAA game teams and carting you all over the country and backing you and the weekends they gave up, you know, so you could follow your dream to play in the NHL. And when you get to make that call, you know what, you're going up tomorrow. That's what keeps me going. After the weekend of games, there's just two remaining unbeatens in the AHL's Pacific Division. 
The Henderson Silver Knights, who were last year's regular season champions, earned back-to-back -back wins over the Colorado Eagles. And the Bakersfield Condors picked up a 5-3 win at home on Saturday against Abbotsford and then blanked the Barracuda 1-0 on Sunday. Abbotsford would bounce back, though, themselves the following night, earning a 3-2 shootout win over the Ontario Reign, the first in their franchise history. Bill DiGiuseppe, his first year in Abbotsford, the AHL vet spent time in the NHL. DiGiuseppe, through the dots, shoots, scores! Phil DiGiuseppe scores in the shootout, and Abbotsford has its first win in franchise history. The Barracuda will face off against the AHL's newest club eight times this upcoming season, with the first two matchups occurring in mid-November out in British Columbia. Up next, though, for the Sharks affiliate, two games in Colorado against the Colorado Eagles this upcoming weekend. It'll be Colorado's home opener, which will only make things more difficult for the Barracuda, as the Budweiser Event Center is considered one of the best home ice advantages in all the league. We'll preview that upcoming matchup as we'll be joined by the voice of the Eagles, Kevin McGlue, coming up next. Marlowe's going to break away. He's moving and he shoots. He scores! It's everything Sharks hockey in one place. Brent Burns on a power play goal. It's the Sharks Audio Network, a 24-7 streaming audio platform dedicated to Sharks hockey and the destination to listen to Sharks games. You can find the Sharks Audio Network on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app. Download the app today to listen to Sharks Hockey, plus unique Sharks content all day long on the Sharks Audio Network. Sharks jerseys and merchandise, hockey gear, and more. SJTeamShop.com has you covered. SJTeamShop.com offers a wide variety of Sharks and Barracuda apparel and merchandise, including the largest selection of Sharks authentic and replica jerseys. Plus, you'll find exclusive designs from the Sharks, SJ Sharky items, game-used items, hockey and figure skating equipment, and tons more. Visit SJTeamShop.com to shop today. Phones, laptops, and tablets aren't just devices. They're the keys to connecting to your health. At Kaiser Permanente, you can connect faster with video visits and our easy-to-use app. Track your health with access to most lab results and health records. You can even make appointments, email doctors, and fill most prescriptions. Kaiser Permanente. Tomorrow's health care today. Learn more at kp.org thrive. Appointments as available and appropriate. Features available from Kaiser Permanente facilities. Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Join the fun with Moana, dance with Aladdin, laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4, and sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate, live in your hometown. Playing SAP Center October 20th to 24th. Visit DisneyOnIce.com for show details and get your tickets today. Now, back to the action. Barracuda Hockey continues now. Kevin McGlue is our guest. Kev, first of all, thank you so much for the time. We really do appreciate it. I want to talk about the expectations this year when it comes to the Eagles. Every year we see players come and go, and there's always a new crop of young players in the fold. So what are the expectations for the Avalanche affiliate going into this upcoming season? Yeah, you know what? I think uh, right now the Avalanche are trying to determine who their last few pieces are going to be uh, in terms of particularly at the forward position, uh, getting a look at, at guys like Kiefer Sherwood, who was 
you know, during his time with the Eagles, just absolutely fantastic for us. Obviously, Jason Magna uh, is a guy that uh, is a big time leader on this team. Uh, he's a big time point producer for this team. Uh, he's still been getting a look with the Avalanche late into their camp. And then obviously Alex Newhook, uh, who came in uh, towards the latter half of the season last year and uh, came in as a, a first round pick and, and was one of those guys just hit the ground running. So uh, again, that's a guy that could end up spending the whole year with the Avalanche, could start the season with us. Uh, it's still yet to be determined, but you know, those are definitely guys to look at. Sample Ranta, uh, another guy that uh, came in, uh, highly touted uh, draft pick, and uh, again, hit the ground running himself. He was really, really impressive. Plays with a little bit of a physical edge, and he's been very good in the Avalanche's camp this year. So, you know, I think that uh, those are some guys that obviously – the Avs are taking a close look at. You can add Shane Bowers and Martin Kalk to that list as well. So should they come here to the Eagles, those will certainly be guys that are going to be looked upon to uh, to provide a good chunk of offense for this team. Because of the depth up top with the Avalanche and the aspirations to try to capture a Stanley Cup this year, do you expect for a lot of the young prospects maybe to stick around a little bit longer in the AHL this season, really cut their teeth at that level? Well, I think they, they think very highly of some of these young prospects that they have and, and feel like they are right there at the cusp of, of being an everyday NHL type of a guy. So um, fortunately, as you'd said, they are one of the best teams in the NHL coming into the season. And uh, again, injuries always play a part of it. So um, last year, we had 15 different players who wore an Eagle sweater and wore an Av sweater at one point. So they, the injuries uh, played their their toll on, on both the Avs roster and on the Eagles roster. So that's something that uh, you're always cautiously optimistic won't repeat itself this season, uh, just because it was uh, seemingly such an anomaly that there were so many injuries and it had the ripple effect that carried all the way through uh, and, and certainly tested the depth of, of both teams. But uh, these are guys I feel like they think they can be patient with, that uh, they can allow to develop. And I think you look at Miko Rantanen, what he was able to do in getting that 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 first full season in the AHL under his belt and, and became a dominant player, was an all-star, and then transitioned right into the NHL where he's uh, he's a top-end type of a talent at that level. So, you know, I think they, they feel comfortable either way that, uh, that, you know what, if, if these guys can play on the fourth line and they can contribute the NHL right now, they would give them the opportunity. But if they feel like the best course is, is to get them in the AHL, uh, let them try to develop into top end guys, then, uh, you know, barring injury, they, they have that luxury because they have a really deep team, uh, particularly up front. So, you know, this is going to be, uh, I think, an interesting year. And I think the uh, the expectations are very, very high, both inside the Avalanche organization and from the outside uh, and the media and beyond. So uh, they understand uh, what, what the, uh, the stakes are going into this year. And obviously, every single team is going to have to utilize their depth. This is no different. But uh, based on how it flows, there could be some really, uh, some really exciting players coming our way at uh, various points throughout the season. I think there's a huge value in winning because young players have to learn how to win before they can go to the next level and learn how to win. So where do you see the Avs viewing that balance between developing players, giving them their opportunities, but also wanting to win games? Yeah, I think it's uh, no different from the Avalanche than, than what you see with a lot of teams, and it's sort of a parallel highway that you want that development going on while you're winning games. And then you're also winning games at the AHL level because you want to establish that culture and then that level of expectation, what it takes to win at the professional level with some of these guys coming out of major junior or coming out of college. And, you know, you want to ingrain them in what your organization's culture is. And 
you know, I think at the end of the day, you always want to win. That, that is always the most important thing, especially when you've got a team that, you know, is, uh, has a very, very realistic chance at, at competing for a Stanley Cup this year. But at the same time, uh, it, they've been very deep. And, and that's the thing. If they can stay healthy, I think you, you potentially have that chance to do what is sort of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the pie in the sky hope, which is develop players and win games at the AHL level. But uh, as you know, you know, injuries anywhere along that system can change everything. So, you know, I think that's uh, after last season, something everybody's hoping for is, is a much healthier year from the top down. I always enjoy my time when I come to Loveland. It's one of the best environments in the Pacific Division in the AHL. It's always full. It's always loud. And the fans are always engaged. We had a long year last year with no fans. And for you guys, at times, it was an empty building. But it was also partially filled at times. It just wasn't quite the same. So how exciting is it to get back to normal this upcoming year? Yeah, it's it's absolutely awesome. And as you had said, you know, we, we feel very, very blessed to play here, uh, play our home games here and, and uh, put on the show that, that we're able to put on and have the fan support that we've had. And uh, you know what? It, it's one of those things where you never, ever took it for granted because you just knew it was really special. But once those fans were were not available, once they weren't there to, to be in and create that environment, well, you missed them really, really quick. And, and you knew that that was such a big component of the game itself and and uh, what made it special to go out to the Budweiser Event Center and and call the game and, and watch those guys do what they do on the ice. So we're ecstatic. We cannot uh, wait to get out there. The fans I know are, are chomping at the bit to uh, to get out there and be a part of it. And as you had said, you know, across the board, you know, wherever we go, uh, you're just wanting to see that that life back in the building. And you started to see it in certain spots towards the tail end of last season. But, you know, a lot of caps on the attendance and it was good to see whatever you could. But you know, a chance to get back to a little bit more uh, of a sense of normalcy, I think is going to be exciting. And uh, we can't wait. We can't wait to kick it off against uh, San Jose coming up over the weekend. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be an absolute blast. And we finally get to play you guys this year. I know, right? We missed you guys last year. Just the one game in the playoffs during that single elimination play-in for the Pacific Division. I want to talk a little bit about goalies this upcoming year. We're familiar with Hunter Miska who has been on the team for the last couple of years. He's played a little bit up top in the NHL, an older goaltender in the organization. Eustace Ananen is kind of the big prospect coming in in between the nets. There's a couple other goalies on the roster as well. So how do you see that position shaking out this year? It's a great question, and I think it still has to kind of bear itself out. Right now you have Darcy Kemper and uh, Pablo Francis up with the Avalanche along with Jonas Johansson. Uh, then all of a sudden now you look at what we'll have coming into our camp with four goaltenders, uh, as you mentioned, Ananen, Miska, uh, Trent Miner, who, who I thought was really exceptional last year and came in early and, and played for us before he started up his season, uh, his final years over at Jerry in, uh, in Major Junior. And then uh, Peyton Jones, who also uh, got some starts early in the year for us and is a big kid out of Penn State. But, you know, you talked about Ananen, He's, I think, one of those guys that everybody really is excited about as a young kid. Uh, saw him earlier today, and he was actually standing next to Keaton Middleton, who I know you guys are very familiar with. He's not much smaller than Keaton Middleton. He is a, he's a huge kid, and he's still very young, but uh, you know he's got great size. And, and I think that that's going to be, you know, knock on wood, a really good sense of depth for for the Colorado Eagles, for the Colorado Avalanche, down to the Utah Grizzlies, is there's going to be, I think, some some good depth in net and an opportunity to see, you know, what shakes out. I think guys will get their chance both at the AHL and the NHL level. 
And I think it's going to be a real showcase kind of a year for guys to be able to go out and say, hey, here's what I can do. And here's where I am in this group of six or seven goalies that all you know can go out and compete every night. We're talking to Kevin McGlue, the voice of the Colorado Eagles. TJ Tynan was your captain last year. He's since moved on. He signed with the LA Kings this past offseason. He's now in Ontario with the rain. Again, he wore the C last year. The year before that, it was Barracuda defenseman Mark Alt, who was the captain for the first two years for the Eagles in the AHL. So where do you see the leadership shaking out this year with Tynan now gone? Yeah, TJ Tynan was our captain last year after Mark Alt had left. And, uh, uh, yeah, so now you, you've got to find somebody else to wear that captaincy. I, I think, obviously, uh, you look at guys that, that have that veteran presence, that have played the game, that can be leaders for younger guys. I think Jason Magna will obviously be a guy that, uh, you know, the coaching staff and then the rest of the team might look towards and say, hey, this is a guy who's a, a lead-by-example type guy. But, you know, Keaton Middleton, I think, is absolutely going to be one of the leaders on this team. And, uh, as you said, he's got that just the right kind of personality. Uh, to go out and lead by example, but also to, to, to vocally go in and, and talk to guys and, and tell them what it means to be a pro and, and how to approach the game, how to approach their preparation. He's gotten out to the NHL, so you know he knows what it's like to make that jump and, and what he had to do and, and what it was like once he got there and, and what he needs to do to get back there. So you know, I think absolutely uh, he will be looked upon as somebody to, uh, to be a voice in that room, no question. That was Kevin McGlue, voice of the Colorado Eagles. Cuda Confidential continues after this. You can buy everything else online. Why not a brand new car? Hey, it's Shondell Grant of the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Oak Tree Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. And I can only be talking about our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Buy your brand new Mazda from start to finish completely online. No-brainer checkout exclusively from the Bay Area DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. The Hilton San Jose is the preferred hotel of the San Jose Sharks and SAP Center in San Jose. Experience something new. Close to home or from across the world, the Hilton San Jose is there for you with memorable offers and experiences. Enjoy the brand new guest rooms with luxurious Waldorf Astoria beds and upgraded amenities. We're committed to creating a safe and relaxing experience, including delivering an even cleaner stay from check-in to check-out. Visit sanjose.hilton.com now to make your reservation. We are Hilton. We are hospitality. Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias back on tour. Two minutes after coming out of a Krispy Kreme drive-thru, I made a left turn instead of making a right turn, but I wasn't paying attention because I had a box, right? I was like, oh, you're going to get it when you get home. Sure enough, Woo! I grabbed my box, I flipped it open, the officer gets to the window. You know why I stopped you? Because you can smell it. Saturday, March 19th, SAP Center. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. Don't miss them, San Jose. Saturday, March 19th, SAP Center. Gabriel Fluffy Iglesias back on Tour. You're listening to Barracuda Hockey. I think it's pretty safe to say this upcoming year, when you look at the Barracuda, the biggest question mark, probably the most intriguing position, is the goaltending spot and the battle that is going to shake out between Zach Sachenko 
and Alexei Melnichuk. We had a great look at that position and kind of a behind-the-scenes look, if you will, when we had an opportunity to sit down with goaltending coach Danny Sabrin during the first intermission of Sunday's game. We'll play that conversation now. We're very pleased to be joined by goaltending coach for the San Jose Barracuda, Danny Sabrin, who joins us up in the broadcast booth. Very gracious with his time. Sabs, what's going on? Give us your first period assessment. Um, I liked it. I like how the the guys uh, played. It's a you know it's a first game, so it's uh, I know that I know Bakersfield played last night, and it's the first one for us. And I really like our period. I I also like Mel how he he performed in that first period. So um, it's uh, it was a good start. When you're facing a team like the Barracuda are tonight, where you are coming off a back-to-back, the Condors having played last night, the Barracuda came in last night, they were able to rest and get ready for tonight's game. Do you try to get on them early? Is that kind of an approach, knowing that it is going to be a war of attrition, that you're trying to eventually get these guys to break a little bit, having played the night before? Is that in the mindset of a team? Yeah, I, uh, Chaser said it well in the meeting. He's like, hey, guys, we're, we're, not, uh, we're not waiting. We have to go right away, and that's what we did. Uh, we set the tone right from the first shift, and we kept going. I really, Like I said earlier, I really like our period. I want to talk about Alexei Melnichuk in just a moment, but first I want to talk about you for a second because last year was such a unique year. It was your first in San Jose. You're dealing with a COVID-shortened season. You started in Arizona. Sure, it was a whirlwind. You're living out of hotels. Your family wasn't able to join you. Well, this year you've got the daughters. You've got your wife. You've got the dogs. You guys have a place in San Jose. How nice is it to now deal with San Jose not as kind of a road trip but as your your home it's it's now a place that you know and your family's here how nice is that real nice <laughs> you said it well it was a, a different year last year and uh for myself personally it was it was just a lot of adaptation that i had to deal with uh, new coaching staff new players new goalies uh a different kind of season with with the covid situation uh, not being in San Jose at first, being at the hotel, not being able to go out uh, and have dinner with the coaching staff or even meet in person with, with your own athlete. Uh, so um, you had to uh, really be creative last year. Um, and this year is, uh, I think, the biggest thing to have my family uh, with me. Uh, it was tough last year for that part. I'm sure it was because that's what keeps you grounded. It's a war of attrition for the players and for the staff when it comes to a long hockey season. And to have your family at your house when you get to come home, I'm sure that's really refreshing. And then on the other side, you talked about going to dinners. For the players, it was a struggle to build those relationships and bond. For the staff, it was as well. We all had to sit in our hotels, weren't able to eat dinners together and be able to build those relationships away from the rink. Let's talk about Alexei Melnichuk for a moment as we're joined by Danny Sabrin, Barracuda goaltending coach. Very gracious with his time to come up the elevator and hop into the broadcast booth. This is a big year for this young man. Still very young in his career, but last year I'm sure was a whirlwind. Didn't really speak the language. It was a shortened season. He had to sit on the taxi squad for several weeks. Got his first taste in the NHL, which I'm sure was a thrill. This year, though... He knows a lot more English. He seems more outgoing. He seems more happy. He's got kind of an energy to him. Your guys' relationship, now you can communicate at a higher level than maybe you were last year. How nice has that been for Mel? And have you seen some really big growth for this young man? Yeah, last year, you said it well. Last year was a learning season for him. 
just being able to come in and learn about about the league, learn about the the city, learn about just being in the United States, uh, and right from the bat this season, I you you just saw it. You saw it in him. He was he's a he's a different man, just more outgoing, more like a lot more happy off the ice, even on the ice, just more comfortable overall and uh, yeah so it was a huge huge season last year for him for a, a learning curve you see it every year Redeem Shimmick was with the Barracuda a couple of years ago he came over from the Czech Republic he knew no English I didn't say a word to him the first season the next year he's laughing he's joking he's doing interviews he's just a completely different human being the same thing is with Alexei Melnichuk and he seems like not only off the ice, but on the ice, he seems like a more confident goaltender. We saw him in the one preseason game. wasn't the result he hoped for, but I thought he was solid. He just His movement, from my perspective, his confidence as a goaltender seems a little bit different. Have you noticed that from an on-ice perspective, a lot of growth in his game? Yeah, there's definitely growth in his game in, in the technical part. There's also growth in the tactical part where it's a different game when you play in the smaller ice. He's used to playing big ice, Olympic ice. So that was part of his learning last year too. But I think the biggest learnings for him was just off the ice and just learning about the culture, learning about the new city and all that stuff. So he, he feels way more comfortable overall as a person. And it shows on the ice every day. Yeah, you needed Yevgeny Dabakov last year to almost be the translator or other guys who spoke both English and Russian. But there's going to be a challenge there. From a goaltending perspective, to be able to communicate with your D, that's got to be a huge bonus for him this year. Yeah, and, you know, he's, he's able to to talk with, with his teammates and to, uh, to say what he wants, what he doesn't want. Uh, so he's just... I think the communication part is, is a big part also, for sure. Last question for you. Zach Sochenko is not playing tonight, but Roy Sommer has already come out and said this is this is going to be a goaltending competition. Neither goalie at this point is going to be given the full-time job. They're going to have to earn it. What do you thought of Zach's game? We've seen him in the last couple of years. Still hasn't played a ton of hockey at this level, but when given the opportunity, he's been pr- pretty darn good. What do you thought of his game and his compete? And I'm sure we'll probably see him next week. What have you liked about Zach so far this year? So since last year, he made some good improvement also. So I like his growth. Uh, and he came in, in uh, at the development camp with a, an open mind to keep going and keep learning. Uh, and since day one at Dev Camp, he's been real good. Uh, I liked him uh, since then. And uh, no, he's, he's doing well. How much more comfortable do you feel in your role being that you know these guys and you have relationships with them? Because I think there's a big component there. You knew Zach Amon from your time in the QMJHL. He's with the organization now as a professional. But to have those relationships, that's got to be a really important thing. You are on the ice with these guys on a day-in and day-out basis. How important is it now that you have those relationships? Uh, communication, the connection between the coach and the athlete, It's all, I would say it's 80% of the job. So last year was real tough for, for me. Uh, that's part of my it's a big part of my coaching to uh, to connect with my athletes so um, and having that last year under under us and being able to uh, still uh, build connection and build that connection last year it's uh, it's gonna pay uh, it's gonna pay big time this year for sure Danny Sammer, Barracuda goaltending coach. Thank you again for the time. This is fun to be able to check kind of a precursor of the upcoming season because the goaltending position, when I look at this roster, 
is one of the most intriguing spots, certainly, this upcoming year. But we know you, they're in good hands with you working with them on a day-in and day-out basis. Thank you again for the time. We appreciate right. it. Thank you. That's going to do it for this edition of Cuda Confidential. Thanks to Eagles voice Kevin McGlue for joining us. A reminder, broadcast coverage from Colorado at the Budweiser Event Center kicks off at 5.35 Pacific Time on Friday. You can watch the game on AHL TV, listen live on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital, and also listen live at sjbarracuda.com slash listen. Until Friday, I'm Nick Nolenberger saying thanks for listening and so long until next time.